Praise the Lord, saints. It's Pastor D's again. Uh, so glad you're joining in to uh, listen to this um, message today. Um, so uh, about a month ago, we um, had a message about uh, holidays and happy holidays. And uh, I felt impressed from the Lord uh, that there would be more to come out. Um, just talking about uh, the holidays here in December. And so he's uh, feel like he's just released me and put some things into my heart to share uh, about the uh, more about the holidays, um, but specifically um, about this time period um, that we're in specifically right now. So if uh, if you could uh, join me, grab your Bible and I want to go to the book of John, chapter number 10, the book of John, chapter number 10. And we're going to look uh, just at two verses, John, uh, verse 22 and 23. Um, actually, we may, we may do more than that. I'm sorry, you know how I am when I start reading the Bible. Uh, but we're going to start at verse 22 at least, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, so verse 22 says, And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's part, porch. Uh, then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you believe not, because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Uh, and the scripture goes on and talks about how they uh, took up stones to stone him and uh, just wanted to kill him for that, for that blasphemous statement. But anyway, that's uh, probably a very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, some of those scriptures I'm sure you've heard. Uh, preached or you've read it yourself. Um, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I and my father are one. Um, uh, if Jesus saying, uh, believe me not, but the works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But I uh, want to talk about and focus on the first part of that, that actually where that was actually taking place. And it says in verse 22 that it was in Jerusalem and it was at the feast of the dedication and it was winter. And so um, for some reason, John gives us these details that um, this took place at the Feast of the Dedication. And uh, in, uh, in the Hebrew language, uh, you would probably recognize that festival or that feast as Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Um, and so right now, Hanukkah is going on, um, the celebration of Hanukkah. And it is also called the Feast of Dedication. That's literally what the word Hanukkah means. It just means dedication. And so it began on uh, December 10th, and it goes through December 18th. It's eight days of feasting, eight days of celebration um, to commemorate an event. It's also called the Festival of Lights. It's also called the Festival of Lights. And so if you don't mind, uh, I want to do like a, just a quick little history uh, lesson for us today about this um, feast of dedication and 
And so anything that is mentioned with Jesus, I like to look into it. I just, I just want to investigate it and see what it's all about. Uh, the fact that John, who uh, many of you know, I, you know I, I don't know if we're supposed to have favorites or not. Obviously, Jesus is the one true and he's, he's everything. But if I had to pick another, if I had to pick a second place as far as um, people who are not the son of God, uh, John would be probably my favorite. And I love John. And so anything John mentions, um, it just kind of hits me. And so the fact that John mentions this feast of the dedication um, that seemingly, obviously, they must have celebrated. Uh, it was talked about. They celebrated it. They participated in it. Jesus was at Jerusalem during this time. Um, and so uh, looking into the history of it, it goes all the way back to approximately about 165 160 some odd years before Jesus comes on the scene and about 165 BC um, actually yeah one about 165 BC there is I'm sorry forgive me 168 BC 168 BC um, there was a man named uh, and antique anti Antiochus um, Epiphanes. Sorry, that was a hard word to say. That is amazing. So I'm going to practice a few times. Antiochus. Antiochus. Got it. Sorry. Okay. Focus, people. Here we go. Uh, so this man, Antiochus, uh, Epiphanes, uh, is what he, you know, he called himself. Um, and he was the leader of uh, the Syrians, and they had conquered um, Jerusalem and Judea years back, his father had. And so he kind of took over. Well, not kind of, but he took over. And um, they uh, pretty much, for the most part, they had allowed uh, Jews to continue to worship and, and do their own thing. But once um, uh, Antiochus comes on, Epiphanes comes on the scene, he determines that he wants everybody to be a Greek. He wants everybody to worship like Greeks. And so he begins to enforce Greek worship um, on everybody. And he begins to ban any type of observance of the law of Moses. And so he forced the Jews to um, stop circumcising their children. He forced them to stop observing the Sabbath. He forced them to stop offering uh, burn offerings on altars and worshiping uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob became outlawed. Um, he desecrated the scrolls. Um, he went so far as that he started um, taking the golden things, the holy things out of the temple and using them, the treasure. And he wanted the treasure out of there and he took it and robbed them and he he, he killed Jews. He massacred, massacred um, Jews. Um, he just, it was horrible. Um, and then ultimately, he brought in a, um, a pig, a swine, and he offered it on the altar in the temple and spilled the blood of this pig onto the holy scrolls of the scriptures. And then he brought in a, 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 an altar to Zeus and placed it right in the temple. And he stopped the daily sacrifices. He stopped 
the daily worship that had been taking place um, in the temple. And so if that sounds familiar, um, it, it is relating to the book of Daniel. And Daniel, when it talks about the abomination of desolation and how he makes um, this abomination comes in and it makes desolate the temple. It stops the temple um, worship from going on. And that's exactly what Antiochus did was he stopped um, them from worshiping in the temple. It became desolate. It became a place that was no longer sacred unto God um, for he had defiled it. And so this took place on the 25th day of Kislev uh, in 168 BC. 168 BC on the 25th day of Kislev is the day that it officially stopped. Um, and it's recorded in history by Josephus. And so um, there were some people that because of uh, the pressure, because of the threat of death, they just succumbed. They began to incorporate Greek worship uh, into their life and they laid down the law of Moses. They laid down the precepts of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and just succumbed to what um, the Syrians were commanding them to do because they were they were massacring them. It was it was literally horrible. If you read uh, Josephus uh, writings in antiquities, you he just details it and, and is a historian who details what happened um, during that time. Uh, this story is also uh, related in uh, Maccabees, uh, first and second Maccabees. Uh, which we would call the Apocrypha, uh, which I believe has a lot of historical information in it. Uh, I don't believe that it is um, uh, sacred writings. It's, it's not God-inspired necessarily uh, that we would call the Holy Scriptures, but it does have a lot of his historical um, facts in it. Um, so anyway, uh, what he did was very bad, and so a lot of people just uh, went along with it because of fear for their life. Um, others went along with it because they were just wicked people and they there wasn't any even pressure. There were a lot of Jews in that day that just wanted money, power, uh, possession, and there was fighting over the priesthood. And so there was just it was just a very bad time. But anyway, um, there was a family. Um, I, the, the father's name was Mattathias, and he had five sons. And one of his five sons was named Judas or Judah, um, and his last name was not Maccabee, but that's what they, he, he, he got that name Maccabee, which means hammer, uh, because of the life that he lived. So this, this man Judah, they led a revolt against uh, Antiochus and what he was doing, and they just couldn't stand it anymore. They, they got to a point where they said, he's, he's defiling everything that we are. There's no point um, in trying to survive and co-mingle and live um, with these things happening because our life is the worship of Jehovah and he's saying we can't worship Jehovah. So uh, he had crossed the line in their eyes and so he gathered men together and they revolted and miraculously they defeated the Syrian army. They defeated them and pushed them out. Uh, just a bunch of miraculous uh, events that took place. It's, it's fascinating history if you like any of that stuff. Um, but what, what wound up happening, they were fighting for about three years. What wound up happening is they finally got it back 
and they went into the temple to cleanse it. And they went to cleanse the temple to uh, 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 make it sanctified and sacred again. And so they brought in a new altar, new utensils, and they rededicated the temple to the worship of Jehovah. And um, the day they did that, the day that they rededicated the temple was the 25th day of Kislev, uh, which is what this year, 2020, is uh, December 10th. That's December 10th. And so uh, and it was 165 B.C. So it was three years after um, the, the worship and the sacrifices had stopped. And so. They rededicated the temple that day, and it was a great time, uh, a, a mighty, uh, powerful time. The last thing, the last por portion of this in the rededication of their temple was that because uh, they had to bring in all new utensils. And so they made them all, all the gold, and um, they wanted to light the, the this is this is how the story goes is that they were going to light the lampstand or the menorah uh, that was a part of the temple. And but there's a specific oil you have to use, which is olive oil and it's special. And it was to be lit and then kept uh, lit uh, perpetually day and night forever. Um, the story goes and the legend goes and whether this is true or not, I'm not sure. But the story goes that they only had enough for one day worth of uh, burning and lighting this candle. Um, but they went on and did it anyway. Uh, they so they rededicated the temple. They lit the menorah. They lit the lampstand and they only had enough for one day. Um, but instead, they say that miraculously the light lasted for eight days. It lasted instead of burning out at the end of one day. Um, they say that it was the fire of God that kept it lit for the full eight days which was enough time for them to make more of this olive oil because it had to be specially made, approved by the uh, high priest. And so that was enough time for them to make more. And that was the miracle of uh, Hanukkah, the miracle of this Feast of Dedication. And so that's why Hanukkah now is celebrated for eight days. Uh, it's an eight-day celebration um, signifying those eight days that the candle stayed lit even though um, they didn't have enough oil um, to do it themselves. God kept it lit for eight days. Praise God. I don't know if anybody's just even sensing in the spirit where this could go. This preaching could go right there. You could preach a whole message off of that, that uh, the, the human ability uh, didn't have enough. But God had to step in and his fire had to, to make up the difference. And so. Praise God. I'm not going to preach that, but that's a good that's a good word. Um, but anyway, so that's that's kind of the history of uh, Hanukkah. And um, and so they celebrate that it's a time of joy. It's a time of worship. It's a time they sing songs, they give gifts. Um, but it's the, the point of it is it was the feast of dedication. And so what had happened was an enemy had come in and defiled the temple of God. And people rose up and recognized this is unacceptable. We need to cleanse the temple of God. And when that was cleansed, they celebrated the cleansing of the temple of God. Amen. How many of you know right now? Uh, First Corinthians chapter three, verse 16 says this. 
Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Praise God. So guess what? God does have a temple nowadays and the enemy absolutely wants to defile the temple. He wants to bring things in that are wicked. He wants to introduce worship that is not prescribed. He wants to uh, bring in idols into our heart. He wants us to stop with the daily sacrifice. Praise God. Uh, but Hanukkah celebrates the time when people of God says that is absolutely not going to happen. Not on my watch. Uh, the temple of God is going to be dedicated to the temple of God. My body is dedicated to the Lord and I am going to worship him. We're going to not worship him according to the heathen. We're not going to worship him uh, by the wicked ways of man, but we're going to worship him upon an altar of sacrifice. And uh, that's one of the things that uh, uh, Antiochus stopped was the daily sacrifice. He, he brought in a form of worship that uh, didn't uh, require um, sacrifice. And, and then the sacrifice that was made was things that God didn't accept. God didn't, uh, he didn't accept pigs to be sacrificed. And so it was unclean sacrifices. It was, it was laying down and, and um, worshiping God with things that he, that God found to be an abomination. This is what we face today is we are in a time, we're in a season, we're in a world and a society that wants to um, impact us with uh, things that are unacceptable to God. And um, God forbid that we should offer those things to the Lord as worship. Um, that I should offer to him an unclean temple, that I should offer to him uh, abominable things in my heart and in my mind and in my life and expect almighty God to accept it. Um, but I still believe that the Lord uh, is pleased with sacrifice. Uh, I still believe that the Lord honors uh, daily uh, sacrifice and worship unto him. Uh, we know the story that Abraham, that God had told Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac and Abraham told his servants, we're just going to worship. That's what worship is. Worship is a laying down of my will. It's a laying down of my uncleanness. It's a laying down of, of the flesh that's not pleasing to God and presenting my body to him as a living sacrifice, uh, presenting um, my temple to him as a temple for his spirit to dwell in. Praise God. This is what the Lord wants from us. And so um, this season, this celebration, this festival, I believe the Lord has just impacted my heart. This is what he wants right now. He wants the rededication of temples. He wants my temple to be rededicated to him. Uh, I, I'm hearing stories. I'm hearing of people that God is just dealing with and working on us. And he's digging down and 
removing things out of our heart, removing things out of our mind, out of our spirit, deep down stuff that we didn't even know was in there. And he's cleansing our temples. He's cleansing our temples for a rededication to him. Praise God. And, and what's so amazing about this is that uh, they, they cleansed the temple. They did what they could do. They cleaned out the stuff that they could clean out. But the fire, uh, they couldn't create the fire. That had to come from God. They didn't have enough to produce what was necessary uh, for God. But I believe God saw their sacrifice. God saw um, their labor. God saw their heart to cleanse. And God showed up. The fire fell. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the story of Elijah uh, and the prophets of Baal and that Elijah says the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And Elijah, after the prophets of Baal had done their thing, he repaired the altar. He, 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 he put it back in the way that it was supposed to be. He recognized that fire is not going to fall from God unless there is a proper altar, a proper place of sacrifice if there is a dying. And so he, he understood that from that place of the altar, that's where the fire comes. That's that's where God meets his people. And so Elijah prepared the altar. And then once the altar was prepared and the sacrifice was prepared, that's when Elijah's like, just dump as much water on it as you want to fill it with water, because it doesn't matter. I serve a God that answers by fire. And it doesn't matter what the sacrifice looks like. It doesn't matter who you are, the culture, anything, as long as it is acceptable to God, his fire will fall. Praise God. And so uh, the fire fell that day and it licked up all the water. Amen. And so I, I just believe that um, the Lord is, is, is calling for his people to rededicate their temples to him. Rededicate your hands to the Lord. Rededicate your feet to the Lord. Rededicate your legs, your body, your energy, your mind. Rededicate it to the Lord. Don't give your don't give your temple over to the filth of this world. Don't allow movies and shows and and music and and um, all sorts of videos that are abomination unto the Lord. Don't allow that into your temple. That's not acceptable to God. Because I want to I want to offer acceptable things to him. I don't I don't want to be defiled in my temple. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And uh, I don't I don't want to put things in uh, and then offer it to God and expect him to accept uh, things that he hates. But I want to offer to him a reasonable uh, and acceptable sacrifice unto the Lord. And so uh, this time of rededicating our temple is such a powerful thing. Praise God. First uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse 19, it says through 20 says, what know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God and you are not your own for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Praise God. My body is not my own. I belong to the Lord. My body is his. My mouth is his. The things that come out of my mouth, they belong to him. They need to glorify him. Praise God. And so I don't even belong to me. He bought me. 
He purchased me. He purchased our souls. He purchased our bodies. And so I am to offer it to God. My body doesn't belong uh, to this world. It doesn't belong um, to the society. It doesn't uh, even Paul in first Corinthians, he talks about uh, how is it that you're giving your body to a harlot? Your body doesn't it doesn't belong to uh, sexual impurity. Those things, they didn't buy you. Those spirits didn't buy you. Your body doesn't belong to drugs. It it doesn't belong to these things. It belongs to God. And so um, we need to rededicate our temples to the Lord. Um, we need to allow him to cleanse us uh, of all uh, filthiness of the flesh. And I just want to commit my life to him and rededicate my body to him. Amen. Amen. And I want to fill my mind with right things. Uh, this question was asked in Psalm 119. How shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed thereunto of your word? Praise God. The, uh, the scripture says, I have hid thy word in my heart that I won't sin against thee. We need to get the word of God into our hearts to cleanse us of the voices of this world. I, uh, I'll say this. I believe uh, we need to have more of the word every day than we have of anything else. Uh, I should be getting more scripture in me than I am of the news. I should be getting more of the good news is more of the good news in than the bad news. Um, I think we need to be in the word of God more than we're on Facebook. We need to be in the word of God more than we're on um, news stations or news channels or in newspapers or reading other books. And uh, somebody say, well, that seems kind of kind of rough and rigid or whatever. Um, that's the only way you can cleanse yourself. That's the only way that we offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord is by his word, is by his word, by his word. And so we want to present our temples clean and pure unto him. Amen. Um, one of the, I'll finish up with this. One of the things they do at the Feast of Dedication in celebrating Hanukkah is they read Psalm chapter 30. They read Psalm chapter 30. Um, also, uh, it says that they celebrate by, and these, obviously these are traditions, but they give gifts and it's a time of joy and they exchange gifts with one another and they but all of it and they celebrate. But all of it is revolved around what the Lord has done. It's revolved around um, God making a way where there was no way and him uh, miraculously uh, lighting that fire and keeping the fire lit and giving the people the power um, to uh, take their temple from the enemy and present their temple back to God. Praise God. And so that's what the whole celebration is about. That's what uh, that holiday, this holiday is about. Rededicating the temple back to the Lord. Amen. So um, if I could say this is um, there's a spirit that works with um, the season that we're in now. There's there's the spirit of the Lord that wants his people to be clean and holy and committed unto him. And then there's the season of the world that wants us to be carnal, that wants us to be selfish, um, that's materialistic, that's all about money, that's all about success, um, that's not about love, that's not about the kingdom of God, it's about the kingdom of this world, 
It's about investing in carnal things and not in spiritual things. And so we, we need to be very careful, uh, people of God, that we don't celebrate Christmas um, by becoming carnal. Um, we talked about this before with holidays. Um, I don't believe there's wrong with, you know, if you want to celebrate a certain day or not celebrate a certain day, but you need to do it unto the Lord. If your celebration of that day causes you to be carnal, causes you to defile your temple, then you need to stop celebrating. If you not celebrating that day causes you to be carnal and causes you to uh, be defiled, then maybe you should start celebrating it. Um, whatever it is, whatever we do, if you exchange gifts, if you decorate your house, you put lights up, you wear red, and green every single day for the next 12 days, do it unto the Lord. Do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure your temple is clean um, because God forbid that we should uh, celebrate, you know, Jesus in any way by becoming more worldly. Uh, that is that's false worship. That is uh, exactly what Antiochus wanted to do. He, he wanted to bring in a form of worship that was unacceptable uh, to the God of the universe. But uh, what they did at the feast, what they did through um, Hanukkah and through the dedication and through the Maccabean revolt was saying that's unacceptable to God. And so it's unacceptable to us. Uh, so uh, I, I say all this to say uh, whatever traditions you have uh, during this holiday time, during this holiday season, spending time with family and enjoying one another, you know, if it's baking cookies, whatever it is, um, we need to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in it all. And I, I pray that we don't become lax during this time, that we don't become lazy, that we don't become complacent uh, because the spirit of Antichrist is at work very heavily right now, very heavily. Um, there are spirits that are uh, working very uh, hard because the enemy knows his time is short. And so I believe the church, uh, God is calling the church to be alert, to be awake. Um, we don't have the leeway to take off a month. Uh, I don't believe the month of December should be a month that we take off. Um, I, can't, I can't lay down my Christianity for a month. I can't lay down my walk with Jesus for a week. I can't lay down my walk with Jesus for a day, for an hour. Um, it's who we are. Amen. It's who we are. And so um, we just need to continue to press in unto the Lord, press into everything that he has for us. Amen. So um, I, I want to share this. Uh, I know this was a, a longer uh, message than normal than what we normally have. Uh, but uh, I just wanna, I wanna share this, uh, just feeling this in the Holy Ghost and he's been dealing with me, with me uh, for a while and I have been hesitant. Uh, some people may call it disobedience, um, but uh, he's been working with me that um, he wants us, and I say us, because I felt, you know, I just assume, okay, he's just talking about me and I'm, you know, doing it, whatever, but he wants us to fast. He wants us to fast and pray. Um, and, and I know, I know I'm the same way. 
that it's Christmas time, <laughs> right? It's, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and that just ruins it. Um, no, no, not necessarily. Um, actually, not at all. Uh, I understand those things. And so, listen, you know, you know, Pastor D's, I am in no way coming into your houses and forcing anybody to, to fast and handcuff and seeing how many hours and how many days. And that is just that's just not what we do. That's just not who we are. And that's not acceptable to God. Uh, but I do have to be obedient to what the Holy Ghost is impressing upon me is that uh, we're in a time right now uh, that he he is calling on the church, the people of God, those that would be willing to enter into a time of prayer and fasting. And um, and, and I don't know why now. I mean, I have some ideas of why now. Uh, seemingly, um, I, I won't even get into that. We don't have time for it right now. Uh, as the Lord leads me, I'll share. But uh, he's just leading us into a time of prayer and fasting. And so, well, what does that look like? How long do we have to fast? How many hours? How much? Do, all day? Whatever the Lord lays on your heart, whatever the Lord impresses upon you. And I believe he'll confirm it. He'll confirm this word in your spirit or he'll say, nope, not for you. Do it another time, whatever. And that's OK, you know. Um, but uh, I just have to share what I am, feel impressed upon the Lord, who this applies to. I don't know. But uh just a time of prayer and fasting. And so if that's, you know, you fast a meal every day, you fast from sunup to sundown every day, uh, you, you do a Daniel fast for a few days, you do a three-day fast, seven-day fast, whatever, 40-day uh, fast, whatever. It's, it's, it's unto the Lord. It's unto the Lord. It's a work of faith. Um, but uh, I just believe the Lord is instructing me right now. I know it's December. Uh, it's the middle of December. Uh, if you're listening to this, not sure what day you listen to this, uh, but it's it's the middle of December and uh, God is, is calling us to fast. Um, there have been some that have already been doing it and just participating uh, with what the Holy Ghost is saying. And uh, But he's just kind of calling us to be in a spirit of unity and uh, just to rededicate our temples to the Lord. Um, amen. Because there is an enemy that wants to defile the temple, that wants to bring in lies and uh, all sorts of stuff. So praise God. Praise God. Obviously, uh, if you have any questions, concerns, you all are free to call me, reach out. Um, but I want to finish uh, in reading Psalm chapter 30. Uh, this is how they celebrate this feast of dedication is they read this Psalm chapter 30. So if you turn there in your Bible, this will be a good place for us to just finish this. Um, and Psalm chapter 30, if you have like a little heading there, it reads a psalm and song at the dedication of the house of David. He says, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and has not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye his saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but for a moment. 
In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou did hide thy face and I was troubled. I cried to thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. I thank you, God. You're wonderful. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you're excellent. We give you praise. I give you glory. I thank you, Lord, for what you have done. I thank you for your light shining in us. I thank you, oh God, that my temple belongs to you. Lord, I pray a covering over every hearer, Lord Jesus, over every saint of God, that you would loose your grace into them, empower them, Lord, to walk pleasing to you. Father, that each and every one of us, Lord, our temples would be completely dedicated to you. You know where we are. You know what's going on. Father, we give ourselves to you right now. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.